This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Somebody lives on 50 pounds a day. You can obviously, he can buy five of the main things. 
let's, let's go back to something in history that seems to belie that. In America and in the world over, in 1929, there was a tremendous market crash. And people lost their fortunes in the stock market. And many people committed suicide. It was, it was a very tragic era. It really, in many senses, it began, it began the cycle that would bring on World War II eventually. But let's take a look at some of those people who had lost all their money. And they committed suicide. Now, many of those people had some money, something. Many of those people um, were not worse off than homeless people in the streets. You don't read about homeless people committing suicide because they have no money or their conditions are poor. I mean, think that. I mean, they unfortunately, you know, people died of, of, of the elements of the world anyway. But people can start saying this is a terrible life. You don't, don't get that. And yet, so, so, so here we have somebody who has no money, really no money, to live in the street for the last 10 years. And he's upset, he's bitter, he's angry, he's annoying, whatever he is. But suicide is not something on his mind. And here we have somebody who, A, probably has other assets, B, has skills that he can probably use and get some minor work, you know, something that you know, could be some sort of uh, unglorious work or something, but he, he can do it. And even now, he's not worse than a homeless person who lived for 10 years. So why is it that those people <coughs> committed suicide and those people didn't? Those people were not like, why? The answer is we're dealing with a very different dynamic. We're not dealing, it's, it's not true that our sense of things is built on absolute scale. Our sense of self is the most important element in this, in, in, in this process. In other words, what's most precious to a person is his sense of self, who he is. And if, 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 if that takes a hard blow, then a person feels dead. Because down deep, who I am and how, what my place is, what my role is, even the conclusions is true. Story where he fell asleep for 70 years, he woke up and he walked into Beis Medrash, and no one gave him time of the day. And he heard people speaking with yearning about how Tony Amada's kufa was such a long kufa, and no one looked at him. And, and he asked to be taken from the world because I don't have a place anymore. Tony Amada's not needed now. They talk about him with tremendous yearning, but Tony Amada has no place. So a person's most important sense is sense of self. And depending on how the person made it, if that takes a blow, the person is dead. I knew somebody, unfortunately, very, very difficult story with somebody, and a wonderful person who was known for his honesty and integrity and so on. He was some head of a bank in Israel, and many years ago, the banks co collapsed under his, um, under his stewardship, and he was
was one of the people I fought. He was unfortunately served time in jail. And he came out, and I ran into him a few times. And he was provided for people who were very, people really felt a lot of respect. Because he was, was a very good person. He's a very good person. But the person himself walked around power because there was no sense. His self was respected, integrity, and so on, trust. And he knew that he didn't have that anymore. And he was basically on the big shelf. There was, I couldn't bear the, the thought of him. It was, it, was, it was tragic. So the, the, the sense of who we are is the outcome. Let's reread the Gemara again. Let's, let's reread the Gemara and see when you read the Gemara carefully, it's, it's a lot. The way I read it, kind of, the way I insinuated was that we were, we were holding a prize up and we were saying, you know, Yosef, would you like to have a plaque with this Amigdash, Yosef Atzadik? Would you like to have it? Well, this is what you got to do. So, what it says, it says, you are one of the people that is written on it. Do you want that erased? This is who you are. Do you want that erased? Do I, do I want to become somebody big? Okay, you know, if it doesn't cost us. Do you want to be coupled? Yes, that's something that goes to the core of who you are. The um, one of one of the a lot of educational studies have shown that, and it's, and it's something you see in school all the time. When somebody is successful in school, he will do a lot to hold on to. Him. The person who's number one in a class setting, or from the top, whatever it is, will tend to push much harder to stay there rather than the person who will struggle to get there. And it's not because it's harder or easier. It's because the person who's not there is happy with who he is. I am the bottom of the class. I firmly hold up the best of the bottom. Okay, do you want to get to the top? Well, how long of a climb is it? Um, it's, it's a mile up. Uh, you know what, I'll pass on that one. But when a person's on top, and he's holding off of their life, and it's a struggle. But I, I say, look down. You want you want to fall down to there? You you hold on very very hard to, to, to stay there. I I had we had neighbors, and I was at here where I lived. They came from Iran. They were wealthy people. They came. They they were there before the Shah was toppled, and. They, they had bought a very fancy uh, penthouse, two penthouse apartments in Italy and lived in. And when the Shah was toppled, the, the Khomeini came to power, they escaped by the skin of the teeth. They and the whole family. Um, and they were fortunate they had a penthouse, but they didn't have more than that. They had no money, they had no assets. And they opened up a small store somewhere in the city, and they lived up a small store, simply hungry. A few years later, they made their way back into Iran to go back. And someone asked them, what, what are you doing? And they said, we cannot, um, we can't live like this. It's, it's not because, it's not that we're very material people. It's not as if 
they needed really whatever it is that they had. They were wealthy people, I understood. But they were even as lower middle class, middle middle class, where they were used to being, you know, wealthy. And the idea of, of becoming, of not being the person you are, is what 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 we find a, a similar thing in halacha. Um, somebody, it says, who eats in the marketplace is not, cannot, it's spasalaitis. Is it the worst sin? I mean, we, we can work out the eldest brother's body. Washed over here, and might have been there. We, we, could, we, could, we can work out the brothers to work. So, so it's not polite, it's not nice, it's, it's whatever it is, but it's American. But, 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 so what? Well, why does that make it possible to eat? So Raja says, there are all these masters, he speaks about it. What keeps a person honest is not because honesty is great and fantastic. It's because I don't want to lose the respect of people. Somebody, you know, people say, you know, like you spoke about jail, that's a, it's a hotel, and we get Yes, if, if that's where you spend most of your life, then fine. But, but when you are an honored, respected member of society, and you now are treated like the scum of society, that's a blow that, that goes to the heart of who you are. Some, somebody once wrote, a, a prosecutor once was writing memoirs, and he wrote that for a white-collar criminal, the punishment is when he's sitting at trial. And his whole person, the whole image of self that he built up to others and himself is torn to shreds. He says, usually by the time the trial is over, they've had the punishment because they've been shredded and every last bit of dignity is gone. So what keeps a person honest is his sense of dignity. And if a person has no sense of dignity, if, 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 if I can show you up to be a liar in public, and you couldn't kill us, you, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. So I like so much. Then, then what's going to keep you honest? Threats are not great. So a person who's lacking self-dignity, and he can walk the street to eat, then you know what? He's not. He, he has very little incentive to be honest. So, so the lies are lies. So what? What will keep everybody honest is the sense of self, because people consider me that. You're learning as Yamachki, the lingo of Mitzia. So there's there, there's a halacha which is sort of it's it's typical of a similar type of halacha in a few places, and it goes like this. It's actually it's halacha itself. It's an ashovah. It's also, the Torah gives different um, obligations for different types of shomrim. It commensurate with the level of what you accept. Shomachinam, shol, shomasachar. The Mishnah says that a person can ramp up his obligations. So if somebody says to me, will you hold this object for free, but be, be as responsible as if you would be a a um, a, a, a or a shoah. So the Gemara says, Misha said, you can do it. The Gemara asks, well, how? Where's the Kenyan? We can't. There is no. If I go up to somebody and say, I'll give you a thousand dollars, it's worthless. 
It, it, it doesn't obligate you, really. Not, not financially. It might obligate you as a nether, but not, not financially. So what's the, so the one asks, well, where's the Kenyan? So the point is one factor is the Kenyan. A second paradigm says, and it's typical in a few places, but he had the comprehensive of the current of the Inshikahemni, the fact that people look at me as respectable, the fact that I enjoy it when people say, you are a responsible person, you're somebody who's trustworthy. The Gemara says it for many things, for not for, for not for Trump is there are many, many obligations we undertake, and it's so important to us that even if we don't make a Kenyan, we become obligated. <coughs> we, normally when I say I'll do something, we don't feel the person really means it intently enough, intensely enough, and, and therefore it doesn't obligate. But when it comes to something that gives me the aura of respect that I want and deserve, that makes it who I am. There was in the, in the, our big struggle is how to motivate ourselves to do what's right, um, and that really was the core of every every movement in Yiddishkeit that tried to bring us to do good. What's good? We pretty much have a good idea of what's what's good. A lot of gives us specific categories, but how do we get ourselves to do it? So when the Muslim movement arose. There were different, there were different directions. The easiest one to understand was Navarra, um, which, which sort of preached first of ripping himself to shreds. First of being brutally honest with himself, understanding that he's nothing, nobody, garbage, and, and, and fooling himself, and, and so on and so forth. It was a very brutal, demanding regime which meant to bring a person to, to perfection by, by ripping to shreds our full self-image that we built up. Everybody built up a, a comfortable self-image, and that the virus went to rip that to shreds, and for many people it was effective in many ways, and so on. At the other end of the spectrum was Slavotka. Slavotka, my father himself worked there, my father was, grandfather was, Alta Slavatka, and they preached something that was called Godless Order, which people sort of only saw the outside of it. They would dress well, they would, they would act with tremendous dignity, and you know, there, there, there was a lot of emphasis that, um, that they'd be extremely, you know, they get carriage, everything about themselves was full of dignity, shivas. When they gave Aliyah some Shabbos, and they still do it in Chavim Yeshiva, um, they, which is sort of the, the, the continuation to some degree, they would stand by the Bima 10 minutes after they put the secretary down and look around the Yeshiva, the Kaboyim and the Mashkiach, and they would talk in hushed whispers about who deserves to get an Aliyah. The point of it was to, 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 to make a big deal out of it. You're being called up to the Torah. It's a, it's, it's a mini Maimar And this is the yeshiva. Who is worthy? It's, it's something very, very important. That was, that was the whole thing. And the author spoke about the theme. This constantly was God's father. And many people sort of thought it, you know, it seems on the surface of it, it seems as Nevada is a much, it's a much more difficult approach, but it seems to open a harder issue. 
And whereas self-righteousness seems to sort of polish it on the outside. But the answer is no. The idea of a person recognizing the self-worth in many ways keeps in straight more than anything else. If, we, if, if a person were to, you know, we always are asked to make a chesman and nefesh of who we are, and we always understand chesman and nefesh to be what we're not or what we're bad. But there's another chesman and nefesh. We're quality so. Baruch Hu said, this is my people, and this is who I'm proud of. We're sitting and learning. We are the ones that if we learn through a sukkah and we come out the halakas this way, that way, Akashvara agrees with us. We're people that follow personal discipline and regimen that very, very few people our age follow. I mean, how many people your age do the things you do and don't do the things you don't do? If, when a person understands that Wahasha, even if within the context of my class or school, I'm not from the top, whatever, but in terms of who I am as a person, if a person would understand his own value, then, then things would be, would be different in terms of, I, I would be able to say, you know what? It's a step down for me. It's two steps down for me. I really, really can't do it. Um, and I, I would lose my interest. People, people keep rank. Nobody, if somebody, if somebody asks you to go somewhere, with people that you consider really inferior to yourself, with like people that you consider too, too, my brain is lower than you, in everything, you would be, you would say, these are, that's just the drug society, it's not me. I, I wouldn't have the title because I wouldn't, I couldn't bring myself down because my self-image is most important. It's not, it's not covered where I'm looking for falls uh, um, and or I'm looking for Shivas where, you know, like somebody introduced you as a speaker type of Shivas. That, that's, that's shallow. But if you're Shivas, I am. I'm a person who does A, B, and C and does not do X, Y, and Z. It, 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 it's, it's surprising. It's kind of counterintuitive that that would be a way. But in the end of it, you know, look around in a classroom. The people on top work much higher than the people on the back. So yes, some of it has to do with the cause and effect is you got there because you worked harder, but it also becomes a, a self-fulfilling cycle. If you're on the top of the class, you'll hold on for dear life, not to fall to the bottom, because falling is a very devastating experience. To struggle to, to struggle to get up. So if, if, if a person would get up in the morning and he would say, he would understand what he says, I, I want to, um, I just finished with a story that I once heard that moved me tremendously. And it goes to the heart of, 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 of the point in a very fundamental way. I was at a hasna of somebody in the yeshiva. Um, well, somebody together, uh, a blessed man, uh, my father was there. He's not here anymore. And his father-in-law had been a survivor who was not alive anymore at the hasna. And Rabbi Yagam Nain, the yeshiva already sold, got up to speak. And he said, my dear Hassan, you never knew your father. Let me introduce your father to you. I believe his name was Yaakov Lovitz, I forgot his father, I'm pretty sure I remember else name. He said, he was during the war stuck at, in, in the forest as fighting for the Germans. 
and he was in a concentration camp, but it wasn't many ways worse. He lived in a pit, and that pit was where was the bathroom, the living room, the bedroom, and lice and rats and everything. Literally a pit. Many days he didn't have a heat, and there was no heating. The heating system broke down in the pit. There was nothing there. And if the Germans caught him or the Polish caught him, he'd be shot. And he got up one morning and he said, I'm living in a pit, in a sewer. I am infested with vermin. I am, my life is worth nothing. Whoever finds me shoots me. And I haven't eaten days. President Roosevelt is in a warm bed, well fed, with everything, all goods and water is command. If you were to order me to switch, I wouldn't do it. And that's a type of awareness. And we can ask ourselves honestly. And let's take a look. Our life is tough. It demands a lot from us. But what life about it? What about Jesus? How many people can get up early and go to sleep late and work at football curriculums? And do and not a lot of things that teenagers want to do. And 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 strive to things, thinking about am I doing right? Am I doing good? Was I good enough? And yes, it's a struggle. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't win. But but if you understand that, and a person with the nation where something guy with that type of character, then yes, hard is hard. But this is who I am. A Kaddish Baruch who took my Nisham and said, this is a Nisham of Chayisor. It, it's of a different cup. It's capable of doing things that are way beyond what the world's capable of doing. And, 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 therefore, we, and, and therefore, he's going to be elite. If we think of ourselves as elite, then, then a, lot of, a lot of things that attract us, the attraction will wane and become much weaker. We'll have a different self-image to hold ourselves to what's good. And Bez Hashem, we should be so open to make that proper with the Kabbalah and say, Ashreinu, Matok, Alkeinu, Manon, Gerleinu, Mayotin, Tosenu. And if we appreciate the treasure we have and value ourselves for what we've become, no matter, who, no matter what's still left to do, but you're quite high up the mountain. Even if they're miles to go, you're a mile up. You're at the top of a certain mountain. Even if the mountain goes much further, if we appreciate it, if we understand it's not that you want your name to be inscribed on the on the, on the question. Your name is there. You, what you can do, Hashem, is erase it. But you're there. That's that's your place. That's where there's a reserved spot for you over there. With your name on it. We would have many ways and we would be a tremendous to do what's right, to get there and to be the people.